Just a quick reminder that you're listening to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. If you could rate this five stars on any audio platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all sorts of other platforms like that, then that would be massively appreciated. Right, back to the episode. Cheers. Absolute Bedlam. Shanty Spirit, based in Bournemouth, UK. Dorset Botanical Seaweed Vodka. So I met these at Bournemouth Airshow two years ago and I wanted to get them on the podcast which I've done in the previous episode and I wanted to speak to them and promote their products because I think they're onto a winner. So this is vacuum distilled for fresher flavours. Lots and lots of different seaweeds go into this amazing vodka. Doesn't taste like the usual stuff that you get from the supermarkets. It's got a bit of a sort of story to it and a bit more of a twist. It's had some awards, and I'm hooking you guys up. If you go to www.shantyspirit.com and you type in the code Bedlam Discount for either 20CL or 70CL bottles, then you'll get 10% off your purchase. Shanty Spirit, drink to enjoy, drink responsibly. Absolute Bedlam. Hello and welcome to Absolute Bedlam Podcast. We've got Matt from Nevermind Polly. Finally Hello. on the podcast. Hello. It's been about, I reckon, about 12 or 13 months in the making this. It, it's, it's been a hot minute, to say the least. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're busy. We're both podcasters. We know the life. We know the sacrifice. Absolutely, absolutely. Hell yeah, man. <laughs> So yeah, you've obviously been smashing it your side. I've been trying to hold the fort down my side. So uh, yeah, what have you been up to in the last couple of episodes? Um, the last couple of episodes. So it's weird because I was quite busy over before Christmas. So the guilt trip episode, the polar episode, and the aiming for Enrique episode, which comes out this Friday, whenever this comes out. Uh, so the next one was all recorded before December, literally before the 24th to 25th. Um, so I actually recorded the Beyond the Black one, which came out last week uh, in 2023. That's the first one I've actually recorded in 2023. So yeah, not a lot, but sending a lot of emails and a lot of admin stuff behind the scenes, which is yeah, yeah. always fun. <laughs> I messaged you at the weekend because I saw Beyond the Black and HMV. I was like, fuck mm-hmm. it. Everything's starting to sort of close in and uh absolutely we're, we're seeing guests everywhere now and uh it's really cool it's really good mm, it is good how, how's how's things for you Are you all right yeah man um who have i got next i'm i'm all right and in, in real world i'm all right i'm fine <laughs> um yeah i might as well drop this now i've got sean smith on next month have you oh that's amazing um i messaged nice. him as well saying don't forget that i interviewed dave mcpherson first <laughs> I'm sure I appreciate that. He seems like he's up for half. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, that's a great get. Love that. I've also got Harbinger, who are a sort of death metal band mm-hmm. from Brighton on the 13th of February. Nice. And I've got the uh, bassist of Preston Mecco, Jake Crawford, I think his name is. Nice, nice. So him and Luke, the singer of Preston Mecco, are about to start their own project. Oh, amazing stuff. But yeah, man, life is good. Life's quite musical at the moment. Um, Absolutely. So yeah, got a couple of things on the go with uh, some wrestlers and some comedians as well. So 
Lovely stuff. And that that's one thing I massively envy about your podcast is the fact, and we've said this both uh, public and privately, you yeah. can kind of have everybody because you're such a wide open scope where you say, I'll have a wrestler this month, I'll have a comedian, I'll have a musician. Whereas yeah. I've kind of honed specifically in on music, which is good for one thing, yeah. but also I'll see some of the guests you get on. I'm like, oh, that had been a great conversation. But then I'm like, it completely sticks out like a sore thumb, you know, if I have a wrestler on during the week. <laughs> well, that kind of ties nicely into how I kind of bumped into you virtually, mm. which is you interviewed Robbie Knox. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a little uh, little bit of a joke here as well, because uh, I have a habit of saying things as a joke and not realising that I'm using the wrong tone of voice. Because I've only got one tone of voice, so take it or leave it, you motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get Polar on. I wanted to get Stephen Battelle from Lost Alone on, and I got Robbie Knox on. <laughs> so we're, we're operating within similar circumstances sometimes. So yeah, that's all good. That's written down. So first question I've got for you, because this is kind of a conversation, kind of an interview. I've just got mm. a couple of questions written down. As podcasting is becoming a bit more serious for yourself. Yeah. Would you ever consider getting your own studio or are you quite happy with your current arrangement on Zoom? So this is this is um, something I've thought about and something I've spoken to Rebecca about because Rebecca is like my silent co-host yeah. in this in this game because she just like the go-to for everything, artwork, whatever. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking to invest and it's about 500 quids worth of equipment in getting the Zoom um, Procaster uh, desk thing. Um, and basically means that I can like fade in and out and put little sound bites and weird things on, which is all very good, very snazzy, but like to kind of go out and do podcasting out in the quote unquote real world is so much more nerve wracking than it is on zoom because on zoom I can kind of, and I've never have to be perfectly fair, but if I wanted to, I could turn my camera off and be like, Oh no, my webcam's broken today. And it's just like having a phone call with someone Whereas if I'm sat opposite someone, they can literally see every emotion, every facial kind of whatever. And if you're having a good interview, that's fantastic. If you're having a less good interview and they're being a bit awkward or a bit like a, uh, they're not really getting the vibe, it, it's it's going to be difficult, you know? And that's yeah. my job and our job, I guess, to try and turn it around, I guess, is probably the best word. <laughs> One of the issues I've had, I'm very, very good at, getting people feeling comfortable I've mm-hmm. always been very good at bringing people matching their energy as well because if yeah. they're like the fucking guy that you had from Anvil <laughs> fuck is how you manage that mate but there was a hell of an interview I loved it uh, he just wouldn't stop and that's the issue that I sometimes have is I start rolling yeah and I end up realizing that this is basically just a 40 minute monologue mm-hmm. and you need to let the guest breathe you need to let the host breathe. You need to have a bit of a back and forth. But sometimes it feels like I've had a few people on recently from like political world and they have mm-hmm. literally just taken the entire show. And I'm just like nodding like, yeah, this ain't gonna like, I've got all these questions written down on this phone and I'm not getting any of these written down. <laughs> so yeah, it's a difficult thing to do. I think it's quite underappreciated. That, that's the thing as well. It, it depends what you want out of, the podcast so for for my just from my personal opinion from what i get out of what i do on here is i try and relax a guest i always say and i feel like i'm breaking the fourth wall but at the same time i said this on another podcast i don't care if someone says to me you can't do this anymore 
I'll go and do something else that's creative. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. still continue to have these conversations, whether they're with musicians or whether with people like yourself and friends and whatever else. Um, I'll still continue to do it. So I, when I get on the Zoom call, I always say, I am not a yeah. journalist. Yeah. I'm a music fan. And it kind of either brings them down to my level and they're like, oh, cool. All right. Amazing. And especially if it's a band like I know a lot about. So um, Liam from Cancerbats springs to mind. I know you had Scott from yeah, Cancerbats, yeah. Cancerbats on. Um, and I just said to him, I was like, can you remember like the tour you did in like 2008? And he's like, I've not thought about that tour since 2008. And yeah. I'm like, I have, you know, and it's like, because I'm a fan of that band, you know? Yeah. Um, whereas sometimes it's kind of like a band, I'll get sent a, a band to come on and it's like, they're releasing an album at this time. These are like sort of a set framework, if you like, of questions that we want to talk about and, and go for it. But nine times out of 10, the guests are pretty good. It's, it's more, more other people around the guest who can yeah. be a little bit like, don't ask this, do ask that. I mean, the Witch Fever episode is a, yeah. it's a classic example of that, of saying what I can and can't say. But, you know, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that one. I'm glad that you mentioned mm. it, because otherwise I feel when people say, oh, I'm going to tell you a story, but I'm not going to tell you the name of the person. Quite no, absolutely. Quite are like, hmm, I'm going to go on a bit of a Scooby-Doo mystery with this. Yeah. So, and yeah. and that's the thing. I, I'm not like gonna call anybody out because yeah, yeah. it was no it was no one's fault. But so the PR came, the PR people were lovely. They're really really good to deal with. Um, but they just didn't tell me the one key piece of information that some of which fever re want to be referred to as they them as opposed to she he whatever you know the the generic sort of genders, yeah. and that's quite a key piece of information. Because you say things like, so I say um, you guys quite a lot. Yeah. I don't mean gender specific in terms of male, female. Yeah. I just talk as a generalization of guys. Yeah. But again, that was taken as, oh, we're actually non-binary, whatever. We're gendered, whatever. And it's kind of like, okay, well, that's a really key piece of information I probably could have known yeah, before. You know, whereas I, I wasn't, you know, said, oh, you're not allowed to talk about X like song on the album because it's about you know their uh religious upbringing and i was like i wasn't gonna go there because i knew that but you know knowing they were uh, preferred to be referred to as they them it's probably uh, a key point i probably should have been told about you know what i mean hmm. that's interesting because i find when artists record an album or an ep that they're really proud of they put their mm. heart and soul into it and you know people write lyrics about being bankrupt being mm. depressed being suicidal so it's interesting that they don't want to talk about that song when it's obviously going to get brought up at some point because they're yeah. about to tour that album with that song on yeah no for sure but i i think i think the thing was i think their pr people were just trying to cover every base in the sense of you know this is clearly like a sensitive topic journalists as a whole try and look for a story or an angle and if they're going in hard about that one thing then it can be potentially off-putting it's a conversation um that a lot of females have in the rock and metal world of saying what's it like being a woman in rock yeah. and it's the most dumb question because it shouldn't fucking matter what gender you are but people some people try and go down that road and it's just yeah it's like it's an on a non-conversation, really, and truly, yeah. you know? Yeah, there's a um, comedian that me and my girlfriend watch a lot at the moment called Eliza Shirtsinger. 
Mm-hmm. And she's constantly being interviewed and asked about what's it like being a woman in comedy. Yeah. And it's like, fuck off. Yeah. Like, it, I'm a it, comedian. It, it, it's like it's like saying to us, "What's it like being a man in ASDA?" Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it holds no relevance what gender you are in that scenario. Yeah. You know, it's just you're doing yeah. a job or doing a thing. Completely, yeah. So, would you ever consider doing a Nevermind Poly podcast meetup or anything similar? I mean, if people wanted to, then uh, to be honest, it's one of those things where you see the numbers on the podcast, and you know, like so. With anything creative, with this podcast, I try to take inspiration from other podcasts I listen to because I'm a massive podcast enthusiast, basically, whether it's Jackmate's Happy Hour, whether it's uh, Diary of a CEO, uh, Absolute Bedlam, whatever podcast I'm listening to, I will like steal little bits from those podcasts and try and build it into my own to make your own thing. So, you know, one day I would love to be the size of Jackmate's Happy Hour, for example, and do a UK tour or whatever else. But at the same time, that would terrify me. <laughs> so I guess like I see the numbers, but the numbers are only numbers until you meet someone and go, I listen to your podcast. And then suddenly it's like, oh, I can put a face to the number or I can put a face to the name on the internet who says on Instagram, oh, great podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's nice when you get that as well. I get a few DMs now and then saying, um, like, I really liked your episode with blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think... I listen to Joe Rogan a lot, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel that there's an immense amount of pressure on him. Mm-hmm. Um, I listened to one earlier. He's talking about uh, a food review YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. I think it's a guy called Sonny. Right. It's best food ever review. I think that's the name of his YouTube channel. Yeah. And I've, I felt the nerves from Sonny that like right. anything that Joe says or anything Sonny says could be taken as gospel. Right, for sure. I think that's quite a lot of weight. There's a good example as well. He recently interviewed Dave Portnoy, who owns Barstool Sports, mm-hmm. who's a massive, like, successful businessman. Yeah. And, uh, they were talking about charity in the podcast mm-hmm. with Joe Rogan, and um, they were talking about if I donate a dollar to Make-A-Wish or Red Cross, how much money does the charity actually see? And mm-hmm. Joe got his facts wrong and said that Make-A-Wish were one of the worst charities in the world. And Dave right. was like, fuck, did we just barely make a wish? Like, live yeah. on the podcast. And I just think, like, I don't want to have to say something and then immediately fact-check myself. I'd rather just say, I'd rather be who I am and say yeah. what I honestly think, or I would just not, because yeah. I don't know that what I'm saying is actually accurate. But, yeah, it's a dangerous game sometimes if... Uh, so it's completely unedited. It's completely unfiltered. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's the thing as well. So like whenever I'm doing like a band interview, and I'm sure you're the same, I always make a point of if I know something to be fact, I will take it as fact because I know it's fact. Yeah. Where something's a bit wishy-washy, I'll just say to them, like, this is what I've found on the internet. If any of it's incorrect, please correct me. And we're, and that's, you know, that just covers your own ass then. I think I'm more worried about being cancelled, but, you know, that <laughs> I suppose you have to have a, a following of some description at that point to be cancelled, but fuck it, yeah, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I do, yeah. Well, yeah, people like Jeffrey Starr and um, Andrew Schultz seems to be quite uh, controversial. Mm. And uh, what's his name? Um, why do I not remember this? Theo Vaughn. Right, okay, yeah, yeah. He says all sorts of crazy shit and no one ever seems to come for him. 
Um, so yeah, I don't know. It, it might be because they play the comedian card. Yeah, of course. And I, I think I think if I think if you say something, I like so Frankie Boyle, for example, yeah. is pretty much like the OG like UK based version of saying something outrageous. Yeah. And then, but the difference between Frankie Boyle and yeah, every man on the street is Frankie Boyle has got the intelligence to back up what he said and make you see sense. He'll say something completely outrageous and then go, well, actually, here's a list of reasons why what I said is factually correct and also da 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 And it's like, you may not agree with him, but at least he's got the receipts, so to speak, yeah, if you know what definitely. I mean. I do, yeah. So if you had an option of free guests to get back on this year for a catch-up episode, and I know free isn't a lot considering you mm. pump out content every week. Mm -hmm. Who would immediately spring to your mind that you would get back on from a previous episode? Um, okay, let me... So my first one, I'm just going to quickly go on my phone and try and find my episodes. My first one would be Serena from Spalbard, um, purely because she is such an interesting character as a, as a musician. She's also a massive theme park enthusiast, which is wicked. Um and just really, really like a genuinely nice human being. So not that most of them aren't nice anyway, but you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But in terms of people, are oh, you really put on the spot here? Hang on a second. No, I think it'd be someone who from like the really, I'm just scrolling back. See, so he was like really early. He was a really early podcast we had. I mean, Robbie Knox is obviously the obvious answer here because, you know, that fucking podcast is blowing up yeah, and has good. been for ages. Um I and you know what I'm gonna say as well. I'm gonna say I'd love to have Reese or Andy, my two previous co-hosts on the show. That would be really cool. Just to sit down and be like, what's been happening? And have a proper little whether they will or not, I don't know. But yeah, I'm yeah. putting it out there into the universe, as they say. There we go. Yeah, that'd be my three. Fair technically technically four, but <laughs> I think one of the people that we spoke about when you recorded with them was it Ash from Venom Prison? Yeah, 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 absolutely. He's a really nice guy. Super lovely guy, yeah, yeah, and also um, David from Employed to Serve was a really nice guy, and Sammy was a really nice guy from Employed to Serve as well. Yeah, Both yeah. of those guys are really cool. Yeah, I think um, one of your episodes that made me think, "Holy shit!" was um, just having a look quickly because you've done a lot of stuff, Matt. And uh, it's, I do try. <laughs> it's nice to speak to you finally. On uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Never mind, Polly. Two seconds. Let's have a look. I want to get this right. I really enjoyed your episode with um, Chronicles of podcast as well. That, that you know what? That was the most. I, I start. I'm, I'm sure. I don't. I actually haven't listened back to it because, generally speaking, I don't listen back to my own episodes, let alone an episode I guested on because I hate the sound of my own voice, which is generally why I don't do much editing. But also that podcast started out with such high energy. Like we just started the zoom call and immediately they were making dick jokes. And yeah. I was like, what have I just, you know, like when you walk into a room and like, there's like, I don't know, like um, a toddler that's done something naughty and you're like, what the fuck have you done? <laughs> like, and, the, and, the, and the toddler just looks at you like uh, nothing. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm going to say that kind of reminds me of what my nephew does at the minute. He's like two and he's like, what have you done? Well, Tommy, what have you done? And he's like, yeah. nothing. Like, <laughs> So, but yeah, it's really, really cool. They're really, really cool guys. Brant, is it Brant Bjork? Brant Bjork, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, from Caius and Stoner and various other projects. Yeah, really, really nice guy. Singer of Funeral for a Friend. 
Uh, it was guitarist um, Darren from Good yeah, yeah. Friend. Jolly Roger. I was meant to speak to them, but I had to cancel, unfortunately. And they just came off a European tour, so I, that's one of my big regrets. Yeah, they're really nice people. Really like them people. They're really cool. Is it the bassist of Evil? Yeah, yeah, Joel. I actually, that's actually one of the episodes I have done in person. We I actually went to the Evil show when they last played London. He was a really nice guy, actually. Really, really cool. That's nice. I'm still trying to find this fucking one episode that I was like, holy shit, I need to pay attention to this. I'll have a look whilst I'm uh, scrolling. Got, um, King Blues. Yeah, that was that was mad. That was a mad get. And you know, you know what the thing was? The like I think the the single biggest thing that was great about getting these guests was lockdown. Hmm. Because everybody was on Zoom. Everybody had loads of fucking free time. Loads of people just uh, were starved of basic human connection, even if it's just through a a computer. Um, So it was just a case of like, hey, do you fancy coming on for a half hour to an hour chat? And they're like, yeah, sure. And it was literally as simple as that. Like, I don't want to say they were the easy days, but they were the days that were definitely easier. (laughs) I'm thinking of Lie Artist Murder, CJ McMahon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, that that was a get just through. He was playing Twitch. Yeah, and yeah. He, he had like fifteen people watching, and I was like, "Do you want to come on my podcast?" He's like, Love "When?" It. And I was like, "Tomorrow." And I was like, "Yeah, cool, sorted." Like, <laughs> so I peek behind the curtain, and do correct me if I'm wrong. Mm. You messaged me about that, saying I've got to wake up at twelve a.m. Yeah, because he's in Australia. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was it was it was twelve a. It was either six a.m. or twelve. AM. I can't remember which which way around it was, but yeah, it was it was an early start. So for sure. if you're not fucking subscribed to Matt, people, <laughs> he's willing to wake up in the middle of the night. Are you fucking yeah. mental? So yeah, shout out. I haven't done an Australian podcast yet. I've done plenty of US ones, but that that shows how how much yeah. of a fire is in your belly, you know. You know what? And I'm hoping this this goes back to a previous question about uh, a band I'd like to have back on. Um, I'd love to have on the Betty Rays again, which are an Australian uh, punk band, because me and Rebecca and my um, friend Rebecca as well were meant to be going to Bloodstock that the next day. I was on Zoom at like 20 to 12 on a Zoom call doing a podcast, and I was so fucking tired. And I'd done them so dirty on that podcast because I was just so like dead behind the eyes. But that being said, they're coming to Norwich with supporting... Uh, another band so i'm hopefully gonna get them and be like yo let's sit down let's do it properly let's have a beer let's do it properly <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah fuck yeah man that's awesome it's really cool when you build up a rapport i'll get into this now because mm. i've got mc lars on dms on twitter i've got brendan yeah. from Wheatus. it's just so fucking cool it's it's such a direct route to them rather mm-hmm. than having to go through a pr company Mm-hmm. Like sometimes I have a bit of an email thing where I I kind of lay things down to a point that they're so easy that an idiot could pick up the email and I'm like, I really want to interview you about your album and how yeah. albumy it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just Absolutely. Like, I need to get a template really. But yeah. Yeah, you know what? I'll just quickly show this now because again, yeah. is this goes on record saying what you said about um Rebecca's just decided to join the podcast. You're right. right. <laughs> She's, um, but yeah, so I know the guy, I say quote unquote, know the guys, but the guys yeah. in Harriet. Yeah. So, 
yeah, they man. sent me some free shit and that's all signed and stuff. So it's going to go from the flat. But again, that was a case of just like, they came on um, the first time as guests through a PR and then we went to Art Tangent and we just hang out. It was really nice, you know? But um, it's nice when bands are just cool. Completely, yeah. Yeah, it's it's nice to just see them from a sort of friend, sort of acquaintance perspective rather Absolutely. than you're on the stage, I'm here, I might yeah. occasionally get a bit of eye contact. Mm-hmm. Um, it's nice when people give you like set lists and yeah. send you something and I'm all up for free shit. Send me all the free shit. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll sponsor anything, to, you know, as you probably know. Um, anyway, so, right, so... Biggest fuck up that you've experienced it whilst podcasting. I think you might have asked me this in the episode that we did together on your platform. Yeah. So the biggest, the biggest fuck up. Um, so there's been there's been a couple of technical fuck ups where I've gone to record an episode and I've not turned my mic up so they can hear me, but it's not recording or they've um, like done the same or whatever. In fact, there's one actually that we're going to re-record it tomorrow. Um, and basically the, the internet was really glitchy. Like it was just one of those things. It was a really good conversation, but it was just like, ah, oh, fuck, this is just shit. You know? And I, I listened back to it and for some reason I turned my microphone gain so high that it just sounded like I was inhaling the microphone, which is just never, never good. And I tried everything to try and edit it and sort it. And I was like, and I just, luckily the guy, so the guys who I was chatting to were a band called Beyond Extinction who I'm really good friends with anyway. Um, and they go for a power company. And I just sent them all an email. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Technical fuck ups, which happens. That's, that's the downside of doing things on zoom. But in terms of like massive fuck ups was I sat down with uh, the front man of the band violence, Sean, and it was during COVID time. And he was basically uh, massively anti-vax yeah. and it was fine. People can have their own personal opinion, personal beliefs, I've not got a problem with any of that, but like the whole point of the interview was to talk about the album and he just went on this rhetoric about how COVID isn't real. And like, you know, it's like, fine, if you believe that, that's that's your opinion to believe that, but that's not what I'm having a conversation with you about. And we tried to like skip skirt it and it was fine. Like we, we got something out of it, but the blessing was kind of in the fact that it never went out because again technical fuck up it was actually the microphone i'm using now i was very new to it hadn't set it up properly and it recorded none of his none of his audio at all it was just me just talking to myself for like 45 minutes which i i take personally as maybe a blessing maybe a curse but at the same time i i tried not to put too much pressure on myself Mm. because i'm like if the guest wants to go on a rhetoric about whatever that's on them yeah. Not on me. It doesn't that's not reflect. If someone came on yeah. here and was like, "Oh, by the way, if they'd done a Kanye West and was like Hitler wasn't such a bad guy," then yeah. fuck that guy. I'm not, not. I'm not putting that out. You know. Yeah. But um, for the most part, it's like you know, fine. If you want to say that shit, then, then go ahead. But that's not what I'm here to talk about. You know. On behalf of everyone at Absolute Bedlam, me, please don't <laughs> clip that, guys. No. Don't, yeah. Don't absolutely. <laughs> Yeah, just uh, that'll be the next headline. Uh, Matt from Nevermind yeah, Poly Podcast says Hitler wasn't such a bad guy after all. And that he can't be cancelled. <laughs> yeah, and he can't be cancelled. There you go. Two bits together. 
fucking awesome. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I would personally watch the the episode interview where you are just basically talking to yourself for 40 minutes. I think that would be fucking hilarious. You could do like an outtakes, end of year bloopers. Awesome. You, you know you know what the hardest bit about that was right because that episode was fucking mentally draining yeah. like i don't get like any kind of cash for this or any yeah. kind of cl- i don't do it for any kind of clout i do it because i love it you know the festival tickets are always fun press t- press tickets for shows are always great meeting yeah. people that kind of it's all fun but like the bottom line is i do it because i want to do it yeah. you know like i said if someone says you can't chat to any more bands you have to just chat to your friends I'll just carry on doing that then. Yeah. And I always make a point of saying, as long as there's somebody, I don't care if it's one or two people listening, yeah. I'll continue to do it. You know, um, and we're, we're far from that, which is always nice. But um, yeah, yeah, it, it's mad. <laughs> so, so another question I've got, it's kind of a serious one and I've got a silly one after. Go on. Do you ever consider staging and performing your podcast on Twitch? rather than pre-recorded, would you be willing to do it live? I mean, I've got no issue of doing it on Twitch. The only... I mean, I, I there's two there's two points to that that is good. So firstly is viewer engagement. If people yeah. want to watch it and ask questions in the chat, that's fucking awesome. But secondly, I don't think, A, I have a following at all of any significance to make that happen. And like the second point of that is... I don't really want to give Twitch anything because mm. Twitch are a little bit shady, to yeah. be honest. You know, because the way, and I'm not throwing any shade on streamers, because my brother streams and you've had a lot of streams on the podcast. I've got an immense amount of respect for people who do Twitch. But once you're quote unquote offline on Twitch, your whole channel doesn't exist. Yeah. Like if you're a YouTuber, like at least your content can still be viewed, you can still be watched. Yeah, but yeah. I don't know many people um, who will go back and look at like past videos and watch Twitch like they would on YouTube. I may be completely wrong, but you know, I just think that it's a really hard thing to do. Um, and you know, I find it hard enough doing a one podcast a week, yeah. which sounds sounds really easy, but it's all the admin stuff, as you well know. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> It's not hard, but it's not easy. Yeah, if it was easy, everyone would do it. And mm. there's no barrier there's no barrier of entry for podcasting. But for me and you, like we've been doing this, like I, I think you've been doing it in several incarnations for a long period of time. I've been doing it for nearly two and a half years. And mm. it's a fuck like sometimes I go to work for a rest. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, and and that's the thing so much now. That's the thing. So as, as you obviously you well know and um, listeners may, may not. So my other half, Rebecca, has literally moved in like this week. And for the last 10, 10 months or so, we've been going backwards and forwards. So our time together has been very limited. And she used to get and probably still does get really annoyed at me when my phone pings and it's an email about a podcast. And I'm like, I know that we're sat in this restaurant, but I just need to answer this. Mm-hmm. And she's like, fuck's sake and i totally get it like so now i try and make sure that i have time where i'm not doing that and my phone is allowed to be off when it comes to podcasting stuff and i'm like no it's fine you know and half of that problem is me not planning ahead hence why with christmas i done three episodes that i knew would go out uh the first of january the 8th of january and the 15th of january so then if i needed to i could take half of january off and be like don't worry about it because Basically, no one does anything in January. January kind of drags to a halt because uh, Christmas happens 
and then everything just sort of stops. Yeah. You know, even like I had to go get my car serviced, and that took about fucking three weeks to do because everything just stops when it hits January. It's like, yeah, oh yeah. no, we're still in Christmas mode, you know. So, one thing I have learned from the other side of that is I do plan ahead, as you mm. are fully aware. Yeah, to the absolutely. point where like I've got everything booked up until June this year, which I fucking said to myself I wouldn't do, <laughs> but. I still feel that need to reply to emails as soon as I get them. And I'm yeah. stopping that this year. I'm letting the emails breathe because some people don't get back to me in three or four days. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if anyone ever says to me, you took three days to reply to my email, I would consider that as business as usual. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's right. SLA sort of response time because sometimes when you email people back instantly it kind of comes off like you don't really have anything going on but also that's the other thing like you know I, and I, I don't want to go into like the financial side of it but if like if this is like your part-time full-time job then fair enough like you reply to every email you get yeah. but if it's just like a side hustle or a bit of fun on the side or whatever it's like okay well then my free time is time is the most precious thing we have yeah. like money relationships whatever is nothing in comparison to time because time is so small you know yeah. and we don't know how much we have not to go too deep in it but yeah, true. you know so when i always make a point of saying to people when they come on and be like thanks mm-hmm. not as not because you're a musician not because i'm a quote-unquote journalist but cheers for giving me half an hour of your time yeah. just have a chat you know because that's that's why we do it you know essentially yeah when you have people like I had Ashton's on quite early. Mm. It's one of the first YouTube videos that I um, recorded. If you want to check that out, it's on my YouTube channel. Um, and I said to him, on recording, off recording, mm-hmm. thank you so much because you don't owe me shit. No, um, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I've got nearly 150 subscribers. He's got nearly 2 million. Yeah. Um, you know, and I've been back and forth with him since. I'm quite sporadic. I don't like to sort of leech off people. I feel that that sometimes gets a bit yeah. without me or nothing, you know, that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I just appreciate everyone's time and I do try my best to say thank you so much. And I try to follow it up as well with an email saying, you know, can you please send me some promotional stuff? Thank you so much for your time. I really do genuinely appreciate it. And if you look back at the episodes, you'll find that like towards the last five minutes of each episode, I will pretty much say that on loop to the point that it's a pre-recorded bit and I've actually been lying the entire time, but not really. <laughs> right, silly question. Go on. Uh, would you consider starting a hydration drink company with me? We <laughs> can call it Mime. And I've got the first flavour under wraps, which is the Matt Bacon bacon flavour drink. You know what, right? I I have tried so hard not to get sucked into this prime bullshit. And I, and I say prime bullshit because I love YouTube as much as I love podcasting. I think the whole world is both brilliant and hilarious. Yeah. So, but the whole thing is just beyond like mental. You know, the, the fact that it's got like a secondary black market, the people are selling like, you know, 20, 30, 40, up to 100 pounds for a bottle of basically Lucozade, yeah. but without extra sugar. And I mean, I've not even tried it, but yeah. to the point where, um, so I've got a local spa in my tiny little village where I live. Yeah. And it was announced that they were getting it in spa. So I got in my car and I drove down to the shop in an attempt to just, because I wanted to try, you know, I wanted to try it, but, and, and that's when I realized that I've been sucked into this wormhole that is prime. 
So on Prime, me and my editor, John, and me and my son in another video, we've reviewed it. We got Tropical Punch and Metamoon. Mm. That Prime Hydration review that me and John did has been up for just about three days. It went up at 5 p.m. on Friday, and yeah. it's already on 150 views. Amazing. So that's nice. more views than I've got subscribers, so I know that it's going somewhere in the algorithm. But for yeah, sure. there's this massive demand for it at the moment, and it, it, it's a bit insane. Yeah. Um, I think it's similar to like Lou Rolls at COVID, mm -hmm. where people just don't know what the fuck's going on, and there's this sort of mass hysteria of, I'm sure in a couple of months, it will just be everywhere, and there won't be a hype about it anymore, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing as well. Even going back like maybe two years, a year, two years ago, like PS5s were like gold yeah. dust. And I know that's a much more expensive product, but like even when I was in school, like you had like Pokemon cards. If you didn't have like the best Pokemon card, then like fuck, like you were a loser or whatever. So like if you're like 13 to 15 and impressionable mm -hmm. and you see the man with fucking 15 million subscribers, whatever KSI's got, you know, and Logan Paul together have promote this drink and your friends got one, but you haven't. Like, I totally get it, but yeah, yeah. I, it's mad. It really is mad. I've realised every time I go into Asda, I literally sound like a drug dealer. I'm like going up to customer service, like, have you got any Prime? you got any yeah. product? And I'm like, Ben, <laughs> what's going on, mate? Like, you've had six bottles, you think you're the dog's bollocks. Just tone it down a bit. If it's on the shelf, yeah. buy it. But at the initial point at the start, you had to go to customer services to buy it because right, it was sure. getting sucked off the shelves and sold to... That's what I thought your story was going to be about, the spas and the co-ops and the uh, dodgy corner shops selling it for like eight quid a bottle. Yeah, it, it's mad. The, the whole, the whole. Um, I don't know if you're on TikTok. The whole wakey wines thing. I did it's see just, that. Yeah, it's just, it's like, and I again, I fall into a TikTok wormhole, yeah. and I'm just scrolling. Everything is like Abdul, come closer. Abdul, fuck off, or whatever. Just like I yeah. don't care. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. But I find myself compelled to watch it. It's mental. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever made a podcast promise with someone? So what I mean by a podcast promise is you say something on a podcast, which is obviously mm. recorded for the world to yeah. and you then think, shit, I've said that on record. I need to do that. <laughs> Absolutely. Every single time I've said I will buy said person mm. on podcast a beverage of their choice yeah, yeah. Uh, when I next see them. And that has caught up with me a couple of times. Uh, the probably the biggest one, notable one, was um, when I when I when I sort of walked past uh, Josh, who plays guitar in Malevolence, mm -hmm. and he's like, "I am Maiden," and I was like, "Hey, I'm He went, "Hang on a minute, don't you owe me a beer?" And I was like, "Oh yeah, about that." And we were at a festival, and festival prices are fucking expensive. But I was like, "Oh yeah, about that, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I just carried on walking. <laughs> yeah, 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 fantastic. <laughs> Have you got any gigs planned this year, either as press or as a fan? I do actually. So the 20, I'm not sure this is going to happen, the 29th of this month, there is a, a band called Party Cannon. They're about to go on a UK tour. They are uh, slam metal. If you're into metal, you might understand what that means. Basically, it just sounds like terrible, terrible. Like, like you know when you've had like way too much to drink? And like you start being sick and you've got no more sick left and it's just regurgitated. That's what it sounds like with the sound of a guitar 
being absolutely destroyed. It's the greatest thing. I it's mean, amazing. It, <laughs> but, it's the salesperson. Absolutely. The pie cannon should get me on, on the payroll, for sure. Yeah. Um, and they're supported by God Eater, who we've had on the podcast, are amazing. And um, my friend Kieran's band, Vast Slug, which is a great name for a band. <laughs> so nice. it should be a good night. So, And apart from that, nothing else as yet. I was meant to go to the um, Amity Affliction show in London, but I had to pick Rebecca up and various other things. So, unfortunately, it happened, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw them support someone a few months, probably a couple of years ago. I don't know who it was. They were fucking awesome. Amity Affliction. Yeah. That's yeah, it. Just rub, rub salt into that wound of mine. That's all right. They were uh, main support, <laughs> so I assume you were going to see them headline. Yeah, they, they were headlining, um, and I was going on the basis of speaking to a band called Gideon, who were uh, the support act, and I was potentially going to interview them and whatnot. But yeah. hey, things these things happen, it will come back around again. Yeah, so, I imagine seeing Amity Affliction at their own show would be quite mm. cool. It would be probably quite a different experience to what I saw. I can't remember who that band was. Probably doesn't matter, to be honest. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've got some quickfire questions. We've obviously spoken about who follows us. Mm. Um, is is there anyone that's... Have you ever had a moment where someone's followed you back on Twitter or Instagram or something and you've literally just had to put your phone down and go, I can't fucking do this reality thing anymore? Okay, so I have one, but it wasn't... I wasn't like doing podcasting. I wasn't doing YouTube at the time. It was about five years ago. Corey Taylor from Slipknot liked a tweet of mine. Yeah. And I, I don't have Twitter anymore. I famously, like I've said on record, I fucking hate Twitter as a cesspit. Yeah. But when I had it and he liked my Twitter, I was like, I'm done. I'm done. If there is a man upstairs, end me. I am done. I don't want to do this anymore. That's it. It's game over. But um, yeah, like I don't really like, I'm not really sure. Like I don't really worry too much about the followers and things. I don't really see anyone who pops up. But yeah, probably that's probably the coolest one, I reckon. Yeah. For me, it's um, like people on Twitter and Instagram, you can see publicly how many people they follow back. Mm -hmm. And for me to be invited into that exclusive club mm -hmm. of like 64 people when they follow 42,000 people, it just yeah. makes me feel a bit like, oh, I've, I've, like I said earlier, I've got like instant access to it. And to me as well, it means that they're up for another episode. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It doesn't mean I'm going to recycle my entire guest list. Yeah, but it's just nice to um, be acknowledged, I suppose. Sometimes, and uh, when we just followed me back, I had to really think about my life for a good five hours because they were one of my childhood sweetheart bands, and he's just such a nice guy, Brendan. He's Absolutely, and that that, nice that was that was that was like so. I've got a couple of of episodes that stick out in my mind that I know that you've had on, and I was like, "Fuck yeah!" So. You've had basically one of my favorite bands on the podcast. You had uh, Jake Fogarty before he was in Creeper, I do believe, but he's yeah, now in Creeper. Yeah. And and I was like, mate, that is a fucking sick get. But um, <laughs> the other the other one that again is, is Wheatus. Having Wheatus on the fucking podcast, it's like because Wheatus, you know, like not to throw shade at Wheatus, but they're a band who you don't really think about until you hear. Maybe you know, teenage dirtbag, but lis listening to him chat so passionately about basically his music and everything else. And it's like, well, of course this man is more than one song you heard when you were a teenager. Of course it is. You know, it's his whole life and career. 
you know? So that was really cool. Yeah, and the fact that they did the Sainsbury's Christmas advert last year. Yeah, yeah, amazing. <laughs> There's nothing they won't uh, give a go. I, I love them. They've got a good work ethic behind them, and I'd, uh, I'd love to speak to Brendan and Matt, their bassist, at some point soon. Absolutely. So, um, so uh, quick fire questions. You probably know those questions off the top of your head by now. Go on. Let me just grab them two seconds. Where have I gone? Five positives, three negatives. We're not doing negatives today, then. <laughs> right. So, Kinder Eggs. Yeah. Are they a toy or are they a deliciously chocolate treat with a toy in as a bonus? I'm going to say they are the second one, but. I kind of got some beef with Kinder Egg in the sense that the chocolate is not great, but the toys aren't great either. Like, now, hear me out with this. So if you were a kid and went to McDonald's and got a Happy Meal, right, the meal is, like, nutritionally at least terrible for you, but at least you got a sick toy out of it, Yeah. you know? Like, Kinder Eggs are just, like, shit chocolate, shit toy and it's just cost you like like two pounds something or whatever how much kinder eggs are now inflation and it's like what what the fuck like the best thing with those was having like the little um the little i don't know they call it like the cube thing they have the toy comes in so you should just pick that and lob it at my sister because i'm a big bully brother like (laughs) nice nice but yeah investment i've got a bit of a rant about happy meals so go on we'll do the rant and then we'll get back (laughs) to the five questions yeah. Sometimes me and my son go to McDonald's because I pick mm. him up on Friday evenings and sometimes I just can't be fucked to cook. Mm-hmm. And I'm fully aware yeah. that he might listen back to this in like 18 years. So hi, Casper, <laughs> I hope you're employed and you're doing well last year. Um, so sometimes Casper gets quite obsessed with things. He's currently mm-hmm. obsessed with chess. He can't fucking stop playing chess. And I'm not good at chess, Matt. So I'm yeah. just getting my ass kicked by a nine-year-old all the fucking time. And it's a right laugh. Um, so the Happy Meal... He quite likes reading. Mm-hmm. So I say to him when we get the Happy Meal, because you've got these kiosks now, we don't talk to people anymore. We yeah, no, absolutely. Screens. Life's a touch screen. Um, I say to him, you know, you want your burger, you want your fries. Mm-hmm. Do you want a toy or do you want a book? Because you quite like your books. And he looks mm-hmm. at me like, I want a toy, mate. Yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's quite funny because... He's a he's a character that that little kid. And, uh, well, I I didn't even realize they've done books anymore. Like that is yeah. so much like that's a really good thing they do books like genuinely because yeah. you know like I um didn't get into like reading until like an adult. Like I obviously can't read, but like reading books. So my brother and sister massively into like books. They read like, all the Harry Potter books when they're younger. I didn't read the Harry Potter books, for example, until I was like twenty five. Yeah. Because I was like, what the fuck would I want to read it? I've got a TV I can watch it on telly. Turns out they missed out a load of stuff and it's actually a lot better. But, <laughs> so getting like young kids to read is like, yeah, that's fucking sick. Speaking of reading, we will get mm-hmm. back to this. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I've it's never right. done this before. It's all right. If you want to see someone spend their entire month's wages in fucking Warstones, yeah. my girlfriend Alex. Yeah. Holy shit, Matt. I've got to send you some pictures, mate. She was in Waterstones. This is like how most women, this is me stereotyping massively, mm. act in like clothes shops. Mm-hmm. I just want to get on that fucking seat yeah. and just watch the world go by. <laughs> and Alex is like coming at me with this fucking 
and she can't even see. I'm like, yeah. do you want me to carry some books for you, Alex? <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's all fun and games. But yeah, I've never seen someone drop so much money on books. I, I'm exactly the same. I walk into HMV and I, pit, I go straight to the vinyl section. Yeah. And I come out with about like, I have in my hand about six like vinyls in my hand. And by the time I get to the till, I've whittled it down to the two that A, I can afford and B, the ones I really, really want that month. So I totally get it. I'm, I'm totally with you on that. <laughs> so bands, when you record a Matt, my main man, Matt, send him a vinyl. Send Absolutely. Him. <laughs> Don't send him posters. Don't yeah. send him CDs. Send him a phone with Spotify Premium. No, not really. Um, but yeah, anyway, so quick fire questions. Holy shit. Um, baby belt or cheese string? What a segue. What a segue that was. What a segue. Um, cheese string, because I was always told as a kid not to play with your food and pulling cheese. Yeah, cheese is fucking great. I've got a whole podcast about talking about cheese, how much I love cheese. But yeah, that's a different story. Yeah. <laughs> Camping in a tent or a static caravan for one week? Uh, static caravan because I fucking hate camping. I only, ca- I only camp at festivals because camping generally is for refugees. Sorry, don't cancel me. That was a joke. Don't come don't come for the internet. <laughs> if you want to... Refugees, right? If you're listening to this, first of all, wow. Second of all, please just put your tent back. Don't fucking Reading Festival it. And leave it in a field for someone else to clean up. But you, you just, know what? The, the funny thing about Reading at Leeds now is the kids don't even take the tents. They just set fire to them. They don't, they don't want to leave that much of a problem. They just set fire to the fucking thing. So, doing good. Yeah, the funniest right. thing, I saw, I've only ever been to one festival properly. It was Download 2009. Nice. And Great year. The day that everything was like packing up on a Sunday... Everyone turned into this dystopian Mad Max Thunderdome <laughs> shit. I got back to my, I got back to my campsite. It wasn't a fucking campsite anymore. There were people spraying tomato sauce all over tents. Um, there was someone who had a tin of beans and someone had a baseball bat and they were playing rounders. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? This is what happens after four days of no rules. Yeah. It's completely uh, descended into chaos. So a, a friend of mine, um, shout out Rob, really, really nice guy. He made a point of saying that festivals are basically the only place where like you're on the brink of complete chaos, but there are very tiny little rules and rules and like barriers you can't see. But mm. they make you think it's a like controlled anarchy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah. Right. Let's finish this up. Chocolate or sweets? Chocolate, 100% every day. Bath or shower? Um, hygienic point of view, shower, but I do love a good bath. Do you have access to a bath on the regular? I do. And you know what? My shower pressure is fucking terrible. Okay. And it's lukewarm and, you know, yeah, so definitely always have a bath. Especially when you're feeling crappy, having a bath is lovely. Well, Rebecca's going to let you know about that, mate. So you need to sort that out. I know, I know. (laughs) Get off this single. (laughs) Don't really. I need the views. Um, Would you go to prison for £10,000 a day? Mm. If you are willing to go, how long for? I can't guarantee your safety. Anything can happen, but you can get out whenever you want. So, I would go... I would go... 
Um, but I would only go for a length of time that would not like would see me through for a few for a few months. So maybe I'd go in for like a week because on the basis I like to think that I'm quite personable. So I feel like I could make some friends. I mean, I'm probably the one who's going to get, you know, sorted out in the shower if you get my drift. But, you know, like, if I'm doing that, but I'm getting, like, 75 grand at the end of the week, then, you know, fair is fair. Do you know what I mean? Nice. I've just said that I'll be um, sexually assaulted for £75,000 in a prison. Rebecca's still got her headphones on, right? Yeah, she's deep We're in good. the bad, so. good. She won't listen to this, let's be honest. For fuck's sake. <laughs> We're 51 minutes in. No one's listening to this. I can say anything. Fine, fine. Good. I, was just say- I was just saying that I would I would uh, go to prison for seven days to get £75,000, but I'd have to be sexually assaulted. <laughs> Rebecca's just put her headphone back on. It's just all good. Just keeping her in the loop. It's all good. Yeah, nice. <laughs> So all good. You go back to your go back to your TV, whatever you're watching. It's not going to listen to this now. For fuck's sake, Matt. Right, minor inconveniences. I don't really have any this week, other mm. than just the general cost of life. Do you have any minor inconveniences that you want to get off your chest? I do, and this is so petty. But so basically, we we this was literally yesterday. Yeah, it was yesterday. So uh, drove all the way up to Barnsley, where Rebecca used to live, uh, about four hours from me driving. Anyway, drove back. We got within, like, I would call smelling distance of my house. We were about 15 miles from home, and we were like, love and life. I was like, just want to get home now. I'm tired. It's about 2 o'clock in the afternoon. I just want to get home. Anyway, there was a guy driving a car. This was in a uh, 50, I think it was, doing like 25 miles an hour, right? and ordinarily i'm quite placid when it comes to driving i don't really get too pissed off or upset but this guy anyway this fucking mercedes right and he was in a c-class mercedes right so he was quicker than i am in my little polo right decided to come flying up my ass right bearing in mind there's the slow car three cars in front single lane traffic and this guy decides to try and like he's right up my ass he's about two inches from my ass right and then i'm like go on in big man if you're gonna pull out go on go on go on and then he tries to pull out, right? And there's a truck coming the other way. And do you know when you just get these moments of you're like, fuck it, we're all gonna die now. This is it. Like, I'm just gonna this is how I'm gonna go out. I decided because I was already doing, I would say about 55. I decided to just accelerate really fucking hard. And at one point we were just like mirror to mirror at each other. And it was a game, basically a game of chicken. And who's gonna back off? And I was like, no, dickhead. You've chosen your fate. Now seal it. <laughs> yeah. Right? And Rebecca's gone, Matt, 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 please stop. And I'm like, no, no, no. This dickhead wants to be... The thing that I find annoying is he's in a car that is so much quicker than mine. Yeah. He could have easily got past me. But yet he just chose to be a dickhead. Anyway, he yeah. tailed off and then managed to get in front of me, brake checked me two or three times, and then done it to a few other cars up the road. Basically, what I'm trying to say is slow drivers can get in the fucking bin. Just keep to the speed limit. I'm asking you to speed. Just keep to the speed limit. It's not difficult. So from my perspective on that, as someone that does a lot of driving, Mm. I am very reliable in life, I find. Mm -hmm. I will get to a place five minutes early. I'd rather be five minutes early than two hours late. I cannot Mm -hmm. 
fucking stand people that are five minutes late to everything. Mm-hmm. So what I do now, if someone's flashing me and up my arse and they've got a small penis, fucking BMW, <laughs> Audi, Mercedes, delete is appropriate. Please yeah. sponsor me, by the way, car dealerships. I need it. <laughs> um, I just pull over and let them go. Yeah. If you want to yeah. be a dickhead in your fucking Audi R8, yeah. go for it. If yeah. you want to overtake every fucking tractor in Dorset, yeah. that's got nothing to do with me. I will pull over, open Pokemon Go, and spin a Pokestop. It yeah. doesn't bother me. <laughs> so, yeah, there we go. That's fair. That's fair. Any questions you want to ask me? Anything at all you want? Um. So... Uh, I started with a question, just and this is this is not me trying to suck you off for five minutes, but <laughs> let's go. Like the podcast is really great. Like I genuinely love it because podcasting in its most natural form, I think, should be a couple of mates having a natter down the pub. At least that's what I try and based my podcast of when we first started. Couldn't go out, lockdown, blah blah, and it was like let's just chat some shit, right? You are one of the only podcasts I listen to in the car where I'm like, I'm actively chiming in on the conversation as it's happening, but nobody else can hear me. Mm. Like, you'll be, and it's just like having a guest, like, um, who was the Twitch streamer you had on? Uh, female, I can't remember her name. I'm really sorry. Like, that was the one. That was a, that was a really nice conversation, really genuine and really open. And I was like, and I was just chiming in and I was like, Ben can't fucking hear me, like, at all. Right. And the one that really made me laugh is when you and John sat down and were watching the Craig David Bow Selector. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't even watching it like on the screen. I was listening to just the audio and I was fucking pissing myself at the sound of you guys pissing yourself. It was so yeah. fucking funny. We got um, more of that coming soon. Oh, good. Yeah. But yeah, generally, like, how's, how's the podcast life your end? Is everything all okay? I am really happy. The only thing I will say, and obviously we have privately spoken about this, Mm. is I have decided in ABP land, two years in, I am just being myself. Yeah. 100% of the time. I'm not turning the volume up on myself. I'm fucking, it's exhausting, faking positivity and bullshit. But sometimes I come off as quite negative. Mm-hmm. And I uh, fully address that and I fully understand that. So thank you for not being a fucking yes man to me. I genuinely appreciate it. That's one That's of the reasons bad. I wanted to get you on. And I couldn't be happier with the state of the podcast at the moment. The YouTube channel is doing numbers. Mm. It's not quite doing as many subs as I think it should, but mm. it's a slow burn this game. YouTube's also a slow burn. So you've got these two buckets of water slowly filling up sequentially. I'm up to date on bookings. I could probably do with posting a bit more to Instagram. I could do with a couple more people on the lives with me. I like having a bit of a back and forth on the lives because otherwise it feels like I'm just talking to OBS, Mm. which is a sad world, talking to this infinity mirror when you're not pressing record. But yeah, I'm really happy. Um, The sponsors are really happy. Good. Um, which, you know, it's not necessarily the, the be-all and end-all, but it's nice to have some affiliation and it's just going really well. I'm really yeah, happy. I, I mean, that's the thing. I, I've, I've just, like, and this is going to be a shameless plug, so I apologise, but yeah. I've, I've started uh, Patreon 
Yeah. And I've done it on the simple basis of I will eventually put extra content on there. But if people want to just pay to keep the lights on, and that's as simple as it is. If you want to pay, help pay me my electric bill and my internet bill and my Zoom fucking meetings uh, bill, everything else, then they can. But at the same time, it's always free because I love doing it because I do it because I'm in such a privileged position to be able to do it, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's moments like when, you know, you have Billy Sheehan on, it's like, it's moments like that where you're like, okay, this is all right for every guest that didn't turn up or every guest who was a bit awkward or every time zoom fucked you over. It's kind of like, I'm chatting to Billy Sheehan. This is not yeah. bad. This is actually all right. You know, so yeah. that's kind of the way I look at it, but um, you're smashing it, man. I'm trying my best. It is difficult. I've got a lot mm. going on outside of this little Zoom recording. Absolutely. But I'm trying that's to that's steer that fair. shit. Um, I love speaking to Billy. Mm. Um, one thing that I am going to try and do this year is I'm going to try and scale back the massive gets mm-hmm. because the episodes that I find hold true and actually perform very well are the ones that I don't seem to put a lot of effort into. Mm-hmm. And the people that I have on as guests retweet, mm-hmm. repost, put yeah. up actual posts on their Instagrams. Yeah. And that cross-promotion is worth so much more than me getting mm-hmm. someone like Ricky Gervais on. Because Absolutely. Because just pretend that I don't exist after that record button stops. I, I don't even think it's that. It's just they've, they're so... Yeah, massive in terms of their world. And the thing is, when you've got, when you're like, take Ricky Gervais, for example, it, to get to him, you've got to go through five, six different people. Like, unless you've got a direct line to that person, like, you know, like we spoke about before, you know, um, and don't get me wrong, PR companies are fucking brilliant. They're brilliant at what they do and they, they serve a really great purpose, but sometimes it does make life a little bit difficult, you know, because it's like... Um, I've got a really good rapport with everyone I work with, but especially when you start talking to a new company, they're like, how many followers do you have? What's your reach? What's this? What's that? And suddenly your half an hour conversation that you're going to have for someone. And I can guarantee in the moment that someone's recording it, they'll really enjoy that half an hour conversation, the person on the other end. But as soon as it stops, they're just like onto the next one, but you have to go through lots of different hurdles. And you said about um, not being a yes man, yeah. Like, I think it's very difficult to sometimes when they're the bigger the guests, the more yes men they have around them, you yeah. know, and the more, more barriers to overcome. And I think I've realized in the, in the years, the two years of doing this podcast or two and a bit years, whatever it is, is I really enjoy the chase. Yeah. That's the, that's the best bit is getting sitting in a Weatherspoons and having Liam Cormier from cancer bats fucking like your uh, Instagram DM and m- reply to you. And like, Oh, oh shit, you are up for coming on this podcast. Or literally having um, yeah. Ash from Holding Absence at the very end of the interview gone, by the way, I've put you and your girlfriend's name on the guest list yeah. for the Colchester show. He hasn't got to do that, but he's just a fucking nice dude who just wants to see other people have fun and do their shit, you know? So it's fucking wicked. I think when you have a bit of fame mm. and things are going well, from mm-hmm. my perspective, I've been sent a lot of stuff from previous sponsors and mm-hmm. people have messaged me on Instagram saying we'd love for you to do an ad for Set Surf for Two Lasses. I've got this bottle. I need to mm. fucking promote it because 
they honestly do the best run I've ever tried. And I'm not saying that just for online purposes. It is no, absolutely. Really good. Um, and I tend to pay it forward. Mm-hmm. So if someone sends me a ton of soap or mm-hmm. shower gel or beard oil or something like that, and it's like four things, I will give a lot of it out to my friends because yeah, absolutely. they message me. Like my friends are so they're so supportive of this mm-hmm. like they constantly message me like that was a really good episode and i'm like holy shit it's only been up for two hours you know you know the one thing i will say to everyone who's listening or watching this and the most important thing if you have any kind of friend who's in any kind of creative whether it be a business a podcast a youtube a fucking if you're a barber or if you're an artist or whatever sharing someone's shit is free yeah like and it's so easy it's a press of a button but the thing is some people wait until you're blown up to be like oh i I knew you'd make it Mm. and it's like all the people who got you there are the people who just click the share button rated it five stars on spotify or whatever or just telling someone oh by the way you like um you know that one band oh Mm. my friend's friend is like got him on a podcast yeah. That's do you know what I mean, and it costs nothing. And to be honest, to be honest, like I said that with the I done the Patreon thing at the start of these episodes every year now, and it's like just tell a mate that means more. Like paying me financially is one thing, but you telling three of your friends is a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, you know, and that just sets the ball rolling for every everything else, you know. Yeah, and I want to support people as well. Like I share your mm. stuff on Instagram. Absolutely, like yeah, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, stuff, but. One thing I've learned from having a tiny bit of musical success when I was playing bass in my bands, mm-hmm. um, playing bands that have supported Iron Maiden, uh, bands mm. like Zico Chain, um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of others off the top of my head, being offered a buy-on to play for Decapitated when I was in mm. uh, Fisher Riddles, nice, um, which was like 6K, which we were like, mm-hmm. what the fuck, how are we going to get that? Yeah. <laughs> Start selling drugs and laundering money like all the other bands. No, not really. Um, is you you appreciate it a lot more yeah absolutely um, yeah, yeah, yeah and it's very what am i trying to say so when you're climbing a mountain mm-hmm. and you're being a twat and you're mm-hmm. treading on people to get to the top of that mountain mm-hmm. at some point at the top of that mountain you will slip mm-hmm. and rather than people prodding you back up and trying to help you they will drag you down so yeah, of course. be nice to everyone you come into contact with because you never know who is going to come back into your circle and be like, no, that guy can't interview you. He's yeah. a dickhead. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and that's the thing as well. Like the, the grind is real. Like yeah. anyone, anyone who's got a creative outlet or whatever will know the grind is very real, but it's also really important to just stop and not at the top of the mountain and go, look how far I've come even at like first base camp and gone, huh, I've done really well this year. Like Spotify wrapped is fucking brilliant for podcasting and things like that. It when it tells you, it tells you your things, you're like, holy shit. Like, you know, we, I think it was something like we had like 40 people yeah. were in like the top podcast. I listened to was the, the podcast. It's like, well, that's fucking mental. Yeah. Like, cause again, the numbers on a screen don't yeah. really mean nothing, you know? Um, but again, because of YouTube stuff I've done before podcasting, I'd have people come up to me. I mean, that's how me and Rebecca met yeah, through that's... my YouTube. It was like 
people would come to me and go, oh, Matt, like, I love your YouTube. Like, can I have, like, a, a selfie? And I'm like, huh? What? Like, what the fuck? I mean, nowadays, it's less so because it's just a voice. You know, I could, I could be anyone, but, you know, it, it is pretty fucking crazy. But just support your friends is so yeah. fucking easy and so important, you know? Because we're all trying to run this race, you know? Sound like a bit of a fanboy, but Joe Rogan does a really good job of that. If a comedian around him has a special out, he'll get them on the podcast or he'll plug the fuck out of it because his yeah. episodes are like three and a half hours long. Mm-hmm. So he's yeah. like, Ari Shafir, you know, go to arishafir.com, check out his special Jew, all that sort of stuff. And but uh, Kreischer, Tom Segura, all that sort of stuff. And that, that that's the thing as well. Like, I um, the, so the podcast that, that I do is kind of like. A lot of it, the reason why the band are on is because they're on a press run, because they're doing most of the time. I do get the occasional ones where it's like, hey, you, I just DM, and I DM them on Instagram and they get back to me like, yeah, come on. And they've not really got nothing to promote. And it's like, yeah. okay, that's cool. But um, the majority of the time, like, so Adam from Polar, Woody from Polar yeah. was a great example because we done the initial like what I call the hard sell about the album's out on Friday, blah, 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 blah. And then, like, he just opened up like a can of worms and just spilled it all out. And I had to do, like, you know, and I'm like, although this is brilliant content, also, this guy's like, I don't know this guy. This guy doesn't know me, but we're just having a genuine, open, frank conversation about something. And that's that's really nice, you know? Whereas some people, it's like, um, you know, I I think the more, the more, uh, quote unquote, it, uh, I'm the words. Not not important. It's not the right word. More. Um, oh my god! Why is my brain form fucking stupid? The more like the more serious. That's what I'm looking. The more serious yeah. the band. If you're in like a technical death metal band, and I'm not saying that for every te- technical yeah, death yeah, metal yeah, band, yeah. but some of them can be a bit like serious and a bit mm, mean faced. Whereas I have like a pop punk band on, and they're like, hey, and they're like full of energy, and I'm like. I relate so much easier to that than I do the other. But again, it's, it's, it's on me as being a host to be like, well, actually, I'm going to make this into a conversation. I'm going to make this into a podcast, you know? I think the way you could do that without it sounding too contrived is you have longer episodes. And I know that that's a mm. bit of a blue sky thinking way of doing it, especially if someone's mm. on a press run, because there's a high chance yeah. that that artist will be on eight Zoom calls. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've got I've got no um, no like I said to you before we started like uh, the other day I said I'm a complete open book. Like so I work with um, Nuclear Blast Records. Um, so they done uh, the Beyond the Black one was a Nuclear Blast Records. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Cabal one was one one of those. And again, they say to me before I get any kind of interviews, they say Matt, you've got half an hour because they got X times. And I'm like, yeah, that's fine because I know exactly where I stand. Uh, and you know that 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 way I can like tailor the conversation to to make it what it needs to be. Whereas other times it's like um, the polar episode um, with holding absence, it just kind of free flowed and it just didn't really stop. And I'm like, cool, I've taken like an hour of your time. I should probably shut up and let you get off now, you know, or, or whatever, you know. It's nice to um, be able sometimes to kind of get into their heads and like in a good way, obviously, mm. and chip away at the standard questions that they get. And yeah. sometimes those quick fire questions that I ask, they open up a whole new world of conversation. Yeah. And, you know, if I get a band on to promote an album and they end up talking about cream eggs, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. Yeah. 
yeah absolutely. it breaks the mold of the template that they've been exposed to seven other times in the same day and they so, might remember it a bit more as well absolutely i i got um asked on another i think i'm not sure it was the chronicles of podcast or whether it was uh ready to mosh that i was on where they said um what's someone who you'd love to interview uh, i think it was ready, ready to mosh said it um and I immediately jumped to like, oh, okay, someone huge, like a Slipknot, like Corey Taylor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. But then I'm like, that guy has been, for better or worse, so media trained for 20 plus years. There is nothing that I can ask that man he has not been asked before, yeah. you know? So it's kind of like, yeah. And if you're trying to take it from like a journalistic point of view or, or like just a general interviewer, you kind of want to find that new nugget of information or that new thing, you know? Yeah. So what's, what, how does Corey Taylor feel about cream eggs? You know, yeah. that's the, that's the real question. You know what I mean? So. I think um, something that I want to re-explore with Brendan from Wheatus is towards the end of my first interaction with him, I asked him what he does when he's not playing guitar and singing. Mm. And you saw his eyes light up. He was talking about bikes and riding bikes. Mm -hmm. And you can tell that he is well into that. Yeah, absolutely. To explore that a little bit more. But um, absolutely. sometimes it's the questions that you don't expect that hit the most. And you know what? I always say there's always room for a part two. Yeah. Like I would say, like I totally admire people like Joe Rogan doing the four hour interviews. Yeah. But like I think. I see a Joe Rogan episode and it's unless I really, really like the guest, I'm probably not going to click on it because it's four hours long, for example. Yeah. But if it's like an hour and then like in six months time, they have them on again, it's like, cool. I can then, you know, there's always room for part two. You know what I mean? Definitely. Um, just quickly as well, before I forget, I've actually got a band called Carbon Kid on in a couple of months. And they have agreed a new template for me, which I was a bit dubious about doing this, but I don't really know any other way. And um, I'm not sure what your thoughts are on it, Matt. I'm very happy to hear your thoughts because I do really genuinely respect your opinion, as you probably figured out. Mm. And breathe. Fucking hell, that was a lot. Jesus Christ, I'm lightheaded. Fuck me. Um, so, yeah, they're called Carbon Kid. Yeah. And they've agreed to come on the episode and promote their stuff pretty much for about 30 minutes. Yeah. And they're going to pay me for the platform and for the privilege. And that money is going to go directly into the ABP merch line in the process of designing. And then one hand washes the other. And I'm yeah. not using all of my personal wages because I've got a kid to feed and I've got a car to fill yeah. up with fuel. And um, yeah, it kind of allows everything to live and die within this sphere of like revenue. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so I think for if if they've approached you and or you've approached them or whatever the transaction may be, yeah. they've approached you, then yeah. then fair enough. If they want to come on and they want to pay you to come on, fair fucking play. Um, so I, I won't mention the artist in question who I was who I inquired about. And there was then told it'd be two hundred to three hundred dollars to have them on for a forty-five minute conversation, and I was like, "Look, I really respect you as an artist, and I get that making money is hard and everything else, but like with with the most amount of love and respect, your episode because you're such a big name in the scene isn't going to hit the heights of a band who have got two thousand followers on Instagram." Because they're going to be so much more grateful for the exposure and then share it out, which will then get their fans to listen to it, therefore making the numbers better. 
as opposed to X band has got like a hundred thousand, 200,000 followers on Instagram, you know, or, or whatever it may be. So yeah, if it's, uh, you know, or going back into the podcast, even if it's not going back into the podcast, you want to put it in your back pocket, fair fucking play. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it's, you know, yeah. I, I think, I think if it's, if the guests, um, if I approach a guest, like I say, and they said to me, Oh, it's two, $300 for, for me, for you to have the privilege yeah. of having me on your show. Yeah. It's like, okay, it's fine. I won't bother. And the truth is like about a year later, we swung back around and I'm now talking to their PR company. And it's like, I could just probably have you on as a guest, yeah. the standard way, you know, but yeah. we'll, we'll see, you know, but yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good idea. Any, any kind of way to make this um, both fun for yourself to do and produce, but mm. also potentially, um, like break even and possibly make a profit then fair fucking play you know got a crazy story actually about that go on very early on i was going for fucking crazy guests i was mm -hmm. going for ali a i was going for joe weller i was going for anyone that i've got a subscription to on youtube mm. and i kind of formulated a bit of a copy paste situation and i actually mm -hmm. dm'd savannah fox right i don't know who that is she is a fucking massive glamour model and birth right, okay. dancer from the US. Right. She immediately got back to me, which freaked me out a bit, to be honest, that she read okay. the message in the first place because some people are like, no DMs. Yeah, yeah, yeah of course. She was like, I'm happy to come on for half an hour, but it will cost you $600. And I was like, I don't know if you've noticed, but I've got like 130 followers. Yeah. So I appreciate you getting back to me, but there's literally no chance that's going to happen. And yeah. also putting a 30 minute time limit on it isn't really how I roll. I tend to no. go off on one, as you've probably figured out. In yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. 16 minutes. And I would probably want to hit her promotional things in that 30 minutes. And I just thought, oh, that just sounds like work. Yeah, no, that, that's totally fair. And like I say, it is a case of I generally don't have on anyone who I don't have a massive interest in. Yeah. Like that being said, I do work with PR companies. Sometimes they'll send me stuff and I can get the better, better of myself. Look at Instagram. Oh, they've got 500,000 followers. Probably should have them on really. If I'm being offered them to come on, I probably should, you know, do that. Um, and, but that's the thing, the bands who I, heard about you know so there's a band called oceans right yeah, yeah, we, yeah we had a really good chat and everything else that is now my highest downloaded episode even higher than rob keller's tbd and you know that was fucking and i'm like this tiny band who you know or figuratively tiny band and i was like holy shit like that so having the biggest band or the biggest creator on in the world yeah. doesn't equal views or, or listeners you know yeah, yeah. I had a band on from Germany called Pathwalker, and they did mm -hmm. the most audio numbers I've seen until mm. recently, where my son has somehow overtaken them, which is <laughs> absolutely mental. Like, who's he telling? Yeah. Like, how the fuck has that happened? <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. <laughs> He's made use of his megaphone he got for Christmas. So, uh, nice. Sponsor absolute bedlam. Yeah, there yeah, we go. Absolutely. Um, there's one more question I was going to ask you, and I cannot remember what it was. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I I will say this much: I'm I'm genuinely. 
gutted. So I'm going to bring it up because I'm gutted you haven't done it yet. At every other gift, every other guest episode, you ask someone the naughtiest thing they did at school, right. and I've got prime content for you, Ben. <laughs> and you, you never went for it. So, right. so um, what we'll do what we'll do right. Get off your chair. Get right, out of okay. the room. Come okay. back in. Okay. And we'll start from the beginning. Okay. Fine. Cool. It's the first, the first ever walkout, not the last. Ah yeah. <laughs> Matt Bacon. Ah yeah. Black Polly podcast. Hello. How was school? School. It's <laughs> <laughs> weird now. It's fine. School was good. Um, I was, I was kind of, um, weirdly thinking about it, the nerdy kid who had like a small circle of friends predominantly females. Um, I was a bit of a girly bitch in high school, to be honest, in middle school. I just loved the drama. Don't know why. Um, but, you know, I had a good group of friends. But, yeah, it, it was it was okay. It was okay. I didn't do very well. I was too busy worrying about things that I probably shouldn't be worrying about, looking outside and worried about, like, what fucking Pokemon cards I could get and whatever else, but yeah. not focus on my schoolwork. <laughs> so, Matt, what was the naughtiest thing that you did at school? Ben, I'm so glad you asked this because I have the perfect answer. Like, we haven't planned this. It's, it's amazing, right? So, take... <laughs> so, when I was in school, I was a goody two-shoes, right? Up until... So, I was bullied quite heavily in school, right? Because I look the way I look. I'm fat. That never changed in school. Whatever, right? But um, there was one particular kid who was just a fucking prick in high school, right? Um, and for some reason, he was just being an absolute dick one day. And we were in form class and he was chucking like inanimate objects at me, right? So we started off with, like a bit of rubber and then a pen and then like it progressively got bigger and bigger these items he's throwing right? while the teacher was out of the room, right? And um, I just, like my friend Katie, God bless Katie, I love her so much. She's one of my best friends. She was sat there and she went, so obviously my last name is Bacon. I used to call Bakes back in school. She's like, Bakes, don't react. Don't react. And she could see me just welling up with anger, right? Yeah. I went, I went just move chair. She went, what do you mean? I was like, just get over to the next chair. And she was like, why? I was like, because I'm going to need yours. She's like, you what? And within, like, this guy, like, lobbed a full 500 mil bottle of Coke. It was full, fully sealed at the back of my head, right? And I just went, Lewis, you fucking dick right stood up picked up this chair and just fucking launched it across the room in the general direction of this kid right and everyone's like what a fight, fight, fight. Yeah. we went to like have a fight right and you know just by chance the teacher happened to walk in right and she was like right you two pack it in what's going on here right and he turned around and went miss matt threw a chair at me and the entire she was like is this true class like threw it to everyone and everyone went no i never saw no chair like, and the whole fucking class was like, I never saw him do it. And this little kid got marched out to the head of the for fighting, even though I threw a chair at him, provoked, but I threw a chair at him. Um, so it was kind of like that little tiny little victory that, that kind of lives a little bit rent-free inside my head, even at age nearly 30. I'm like, that's still that little bit thing. I'm like, yeah, fuck that kid. Um, but yeah, I did get excluded for, from school, which yeah. was, um, well, excluded for two weeks which I don't think my mom ever did forgive me about because she was still angry about it. I brought it up the other day and she was still just like, yeah, I'm not happy about that. Yeah. Um, so 
I used to hate, hate language classes, right? So I took French in school. I can't speak a word of French. I could probably do bonjour and count to 10. That's about it. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> different times, folks, so don't cancel me. I had a friend who we would call affectionately called Squid Eye because she had a lazy eye, right? <laughs> and anyway, so we're, we're separate into the classroom and we're like throwing pens back at each other, right? Anyway, she like, she decided to up the ante and stood behind the teacher who had her back to the class, right? And she sort of gave me the come on with her hands, like, come on, anything you fucking hard enough, throw it at me now because she stood behind the teacher. Anyway, she was about four foot nothing. So I chucked it. She ducked, teacher turned round, hit her, hit the teacher square in the fucking face, like right between the eyes, right? And she went, this teacher went, oh, Matthew, get out. And I went, sorry. She's like, get out. And I was like, for, for what? And she went, you clearly threw a pen at me. I was like, but miss, squid eye. And she went, you know, you're not supposed to call Leah that. She's called Leah. And I was like, yeah, squid eye. Fucking started it, right? And anyway, she was like, no, 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 get out. And I went, oh, you know what? This is fucking bullshit. And I went on this whole tirade, right? I was like 14. I was like, fuck this school. Fuck this shit. Rah, you're a fucking bitch. And I walked out the classroom, slammed the door, right? As this was all going on, my head of year was walking the other way down the corridor. I went, Matt Bacon, get back here immediately. And I just turned to him, oh, Wilson, do yourself a favor and go fuck yourself. And carried on walking. Just felt like the most ultimate badass in that moment. I carried on walking. Like, so, you know, like when you have an injustice and you feel so righteous, no matter if you're in the right or wrong, but you're you're so like, yeah, fuck the power, fuck the man, all the rest of that shit. I went to my lesson, the the next lesson, like completely unfazed. And obviously, within 20 minutes of me being there, I've been called out. And the headmaster, to which headmaster was sat me down and went, So, Matt, we've, uh, we've called your mother. She's going to come pick you up. And I was like, Well, why have you done that? And she's like, We're expelling you for two weeks. I was like, Sorry, for, for what? And they're like, Well, you threw uh, a pen at the teacher. You made profanities in the classroom, disruptive behavior. And I was like, Sorry, if you sin my like my school record, I'm a goody teacher. What the actual fuck? And my mum, I've God bless my mum. She's an angel and a saint, but she was so fucking angry. She she walked in that fucking room, slammed on, went, get out here now. And I, and she, I got in the car and she was so fucking red, red like beetroot red yeah. in the face. Got home and she went, whatever you do, don't even look at your father. I was like, why? He said, he will fucking skin you. Don't even look at him. Just go straight upstairs. Don't even touch. Just like, okay. I walked past. My, my parents didn't speak to me for like two days. <laughs> They were so fucking angry with me. But in my defense, Leah shouldn't have done the come on, you know? Like, that's all I'm saying. And that, that teacher was a bit of a dick, to be fair. Uh, He's Leah. Squid Eye. Squid Eye, yeah, yeah. Leah, Leah also, aka Squid Eye. There we go. I was listening. There we go. <laughs> Fantastic. Awesome. Fantastic story. What does the future look like for Nevermind Polly? Um, hopefully the same shit that we've been doing for the last two and a bit years, um, the bigger guests. Basically, I, I want to try and make the podcast as slick, as smooth as possible, having really great conversations with people, but also just trying to up the ante in every sense, make the YouTube better, make the audio better, have more opportunities. But only that only comes with people investing in the, the product and that's not even like I say from a money. It's just telling a friend, putting five star rating on Spotify, Apple, whatever. It takes two seconds, but it helps 
more than people really understand yeah. because the algorithm then starts doing its yeah. job and more people hear it, the better the thing gets, you know. But um, yeah, so last year we done 53, 50, is it 53 or 55? I can't remember episodes, something like that. So that's like one a week and a bit. So I've currently got a spreadsheet or I've actually got an artwork graphic that's got 100 on it. So I'm trying to go for 100 guests, Sorry. which is still less than two a week. So yeah. I think it's doable, but quality over quantity always. That's try. Yeah. That's what I'm with the motto. So, but yeah. Fantastic. More episodes of Rebecca planned? Yeah, Rebecca, hopefully. Um, it's going to come on the pod- podcast. Yeah, she's still listening to whatever yeah, she's yeah. doing. Yes. Hopefully she's going to, going to come on and, and do more stuff. Again, I don't like, I try not to pressure into her too much because like yeah. I say, it's my thing that she's kind of joined on to. Yeah, yeah. yeah she, she is basically the, the, the secret second host because every piece of artwork I go, does this look okay? Is this all right? Oh, by the way, I've I've got X band. Oh, by the way, this has fallen through. By the way, this hasn't happened, you know. And it's just nice to have someone to talk to about it, you know, because obviously we talk about podcasting all the fucking time, yeah, you yeah. know. But um, yeah, it hopefully more more stuff planned. And again, just trying to keep it as fun and as lively as possible, really. Yeah, awesome. So two things, and then I'm going to leave you to it, mate, because you've given yeah. me an hour and a half, and we were talking about time earlier. Yeah, appreciate you as always, and I'll no, always, mate. Always. always share my guest information with you as well. If you ever want an email address, just fucking hit me up, and I will help you out in any way. Absolutely. You know that shit. And I will meet you in the real world one day, and I'll buy yeah. you a fucking drink for a change. All right? No, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. gonna say we we because you're you're Bournemouth, aren't you? no Weymouth, yeah, Weymouth. Weymouth. So, yeah, yeah, so somewhere around that area. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, we're, we're definitely going to do it in the summer, 100%, because yeah. Rebecca and I need to go to a beach that isn't fucking Great Yarmouth and yeah, isn't yeah, horrible, yeah. you know. So we'll definitely come down that way for sure. Point one <laughs> I love your episodes, like your Halloween episode where I sent you a voice note. Yep, absolutely. I think there's a real sense of community in those, and I want to mm. try and do some of them as well because I feel that this is starting to build a community, but it's not quite at the level that I want it to be considering the views are pretty decent at the moment when i put stuff up on most of my stories and my do you prefer baby bill or cheese string sometimes yeah. peek behind the curtain being completely real with everyone i don't get any responses <laughs> it takes yeah. five seconds for someone to say baby bell yeah sometimes i get left on red but we're, we're over that now i've got a therapist but not really second thing is i want you matt and I'm speaking to you genuinely and honestly right now. I want cool. you to take a bit of credit and have a little bit more confidence about you because you are so self-deprecating. And I think that what you're providing is quality content. And I do genuinely mean that. I do make a conscious effort to listen to you. And I think you're doing a fucking good job. And you're editing your own stuff. I, I mean, I, I, I'm rubbish at taking compliments, but I'll take it. Thank you. Um Editing, I don't do fucking any editing really. I do the intro, um, to the intro to the intro, uh, and then I stick a bit of music before the guest comes in. That's pretty much the extent of my editing. When it comes to doing uh, the video stuff, mainly it's just fucking admin. Yeah. It's admin of creating posters and artwork. It's yeah. uploading to YouTube. Like my poor, I bought a gaming PC literally about two years ago, um, and it was about a grand. So it's an expensive bit of kit, but fuck me, it takes a battering. Like yeah. there is so much like guest stuff on it. Like, and the thing is, I don't want to delete it. Yeah. Because if 
like podcasting, which I don't think it will ever kind of goes away. Yeah. All of our stuff is kind of in the in the ether. Do you know what I mean? And I'm kind of like, well, at least I have a hard copy yeah, of this yeah. thing on my PC, you know, but I need to invest in a, in a portable hard drive, I think, or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get an external hard drive. I'll send you a link to the one that I'm getting. It's like a ruggedized sort of orange case. Mm. I watched uh, Steve-O's Wild Ride on YouTube the other day, and he's got yeah. a shitload of them stacked up. And I was like, that's what I need. Yeah, that's absolutely. Exactly um, there was an episode recently, I can't remember which one it was, and you asked a really good question. Mm-hmm. And the guest complimented you for the question. And yeah. you immediately just went, yeah, I nicked it off Diary of a CEO. <laughs> and I because, thought... <laughs> because I did. I did 100%. Like, you know, like, so that's the thing. We're, we spoke about um, Robbie Knox and things from, from Jack Mo's Happy Hour. Like, yeah. there is so many things that I've nicked from that. There's mm. so many, like, literally, um, the Diary of a CEO, his literally first question is like, what is your, what do I need to understand about you? To know your like your who you are now or something that effect is a lot better than yeah, I do. Yeah. What what is the context that I need to know about you that formed you? And I'm like, what a fucking pretentious but brilliant question. And they're like, yeah. I'm just here to talk about my album yeah. <laughs> or whatever, you know. So I just like straight up, I was like, yeah, I fucking nicked it. I'm not claiming that as my own. Do you know what I mean? So, but um, I'm just I'm just afraid of not going there. I think Fair that, enough. and I think that's something that you do really well, like you kind of you don't have any fear about it you just say it and if it if it lands it lands if it doesn't it doesn't where i feel like i can be a bit more like reserved about it i'll say something and go oh no i can't say that and it's like why just fucking say it like it's only a conversation it's not gonna it's not gonna hurt anyone and it's definitely not gonna kill anyone you know so if someone walks out of this podcast because of a question i've asked that will do fucking wonders for me yeah. as a podcaster yeah. so yeah. i do not shy away from the questions that i ask and i really try to think of the questions i ask the yeah. mc lars episode is a very good example of that i really thought about the questions that i was going to ask him and i think he really appreciated it because we didn't just go through the rig and roll of how's blockchain planet looking and how's the mm. theme and yeah. he's, he's done all that like he had to yeah. jump straight onto another Zoom call after we'd finished our one, but we've kept in touch ever since. He was on the catch-up episode of the uh, two-year anniversary. Yeah. But yeah, enough about that. So, Matt, we're now at that point in the show, which is the last question that I ask. Mm. What is your go-to meal deal? This is a question as old as time itself. No, it's not. Um, I wish it was, though. <laughs> um, so... I would say it changes, but it fucking doesn't because I go there and I'm looking for one thing and one thing only. It's a chicken Caesar wrap because they are just fucking quality. Although, although sometimes you get too much chicken and not enough mayonnaise or sometimes you just get pure mayonnaise and not enough chicken. Um, I'm generally a a chocolate uh, fan as opposed to a crisp kind of guy. So generally will go for like something like a Mars bar slash a Twix. Twix white fucking bang. I love Twix white so much. Mm. They bang. Um, And then drinks. 
I have got an unhealthy obsession with Coke and not the stuff you stick up your nose either, like <laughs> Coca-Cola products in general. So I've tried to be better. That's one of my news resolutions is to not drink as much fizzy drinks because yeah. it's not it's not good for you. Um, so I'll try and go for something a little healthier, but generally I'll try and go for like, if I do have to go for a fizzy, it's going to be a Coke Zero, but trying consciously to go for a water. But water is so fucking bland. It's the most bland thing in existence, but yeah, we need it. So, <laughs> yeah. my advice would be to buy a bottled water and get like a four times strength squash mm. and just yeah, put yeah, a yeah. tiny bit in it to take the edge off. Yeah, and that's fair. Or, that like you're doing coke, doesn't it? It does. Or, or just get yourself a bottle of prime hydration from uh, Wakey Wines or Asda or Aldi or fucking Spa, wherever the fuck you can buy it from. Yeah. Mental, John, mental. edit the prime in it. Yeah, he's not going to do that. I'm gonna like, all right, twat. Which is what he likes doing, don't you, John? Yeah, I know you're listening to this. Yeah, nice. Shout, shout out, John. He's a fucking shout hero. Legend. <laughs> okay, right. Well, I've just been to Toby Carvery. I'm feeling a bit regretful, and I'm feeling a bit fat. So I'm going <laughs> to leave you to it, Matt. I appreciate you. Yeah. Please appreciate go check you, out. Never mind, Polly, guys. He had me on a couple of. Fucking hell! Probably about a year ago now. Yeah, and, about uh, a year ago. We've we've developed a bit of a friendship. Hey, a bit, a bit. You're you're my you're my podcast go to. You're you my ever, podcast guru. If you ever need anything, mate, just hit me up. You know what I'm like with my responses. Absolutely, same way to you, mate. Sponsors. You need anything reposting. Yeah, getting a bit sick of Rebecca one day, and you need to offload her onto someone else. Then I'm your guy. All right. Should we, should we do so i'm going to say one thing finally in 2023 should we bring back a podcast wife swap so yes. <laughs> yes. how mental that show was so you I get to you get to live with a um yeah get to live with a very angry short northerner and i'm not sure where alex is from but yeah <laughs> she will just read Fair. You need to book a slot to speak to her so yeah if there's a water stones nearby mate you're fucked so yeah enjoy love it love right. it it's been lovely speaking to you thanks Thank for you, listening mate. watching viewing and subscribing people and please go check out my boy matt because he's fucking killing it um so yeah speak to you soon adios Real. absolutely keep it bedlam be emoji be emoji Bye. love it see you later two lasses spirits rum www.twolassespirits.co.uk Use code BEDLAMUK for 10% off at checkout. Nicest rum I've had. Got a bottle right here with me. Yorkshire Spiced Rum. They also do chocolate orange rum. So uh, check them out. www.twolassespirits.co.uk And let them know I sent you using code BEDLAMUK. Drink responsibly. 18+. plus. Bye-bye. Hello, hope you enjoyed that episode. Just got an ad read from a new sponsor called Set Surf. So, Set Surf is a small British company passionate about mineral sunscreen and natural skin protection. Our range of sunscreens and creams are designed to protect your skin naturally without harsh chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life. So, If anyone knows me in real life, they'll know that I'm from a seaside town and one of the most important things when you go to the beach and 
probably anywhere in the world really to be fair is sun cream and we all know how much of an absolute disaster it can be when you go to the beach without sun cream so i want to make sure that people are using the right sun cream and not the rubbish cheap alternatives from many many supermarkets <laughs> i won't call any out um but yeah this is how set surf is different from all that cheap nasty stuff that will just about get the job done so it's 100 percent mineral we don't use any harsh or weird chemicals to reach SPF 50. They just use zinc oxide and titanium dioxide, which makes them perfect for sensitive skin and all of your kids. It's reef safe because we use no chemicals which harm coral reefs and aquatic life at all. Our sunscreens are genuinely reef safe. They're also non-nano. We use non-nano-sized particles which don't sink into the deeper layers of your skin like you get with some chemical sunscreens. It rubs in virtually clear, so set sunscreen rubs in very well without leaving any chalky marks or residue on your skin and they are also very, very water resistant. Lastly, they are packed with good stuff. They contain Kalahari melon oil argan oil and aloe vera to nourish and moisturize your skin if you shop the range at www.setsurf.com use the code bedlam20 to get 20% of any of the products on their website so that's www.setsurf.com and use the code bedlam20 to get 20% off of anything on their website right another ad read coming right up See you later.